0: Our guest today on Six and a Song has played 170 games of rugby league for the then DB Bitter, then Vodafone, now one New Zealand Warriors. He's played in two World Cups and 10 tests for the Kiwi League team, while somehow he's fitted in time to marry my daughter, or one of them, Natasha, and have two gorgeous children, my mokopuna Mila, and Nico. It's a pleasure to welcome Arwen Guttenbeil. Kia ora, Arwen.
1: Kia ora, kia ora, guys. Hey, kia ora, Pops. How are we?
0: <laughs> Stop it. Now, I know a lot about you, of course, but let's let others know. Firstly, where does the name Gutenbeel come from? And what about the unusual for New Zealand first name, Arwen? Yeah, yeah. So
1: my great-grandfather uh, left Germany to, to head down to Tonga in World War One, And, um, yeah, uh, my father was born in Tonga, so uh, it's German Tongan. Um, although uh, you can't hear any Tongan in the surname. Um, and uh, Arwen was, um, so when my dad was born, um, his middle name was supposed to be Owen, but uh, the midwife or the, or the nurse misspelt it and put an A instead of an O. And uh, and and mum loved the name, so yeah, that's why I've got Arwen. That's a great story. <laughs>
2: yeah. And you grew up in um, you grew up just down the road from Whangarei at a place called Portland, not only famous for uh, its cement factory, of course, but also for its league team, the Portland Panthers um, for which you uh, had your first game at age three years old Um, soon after you contracted rheumatic fever that must have been a formative
1: event for you yeah 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 it was um I mean you' yeah, running around uh playing league at three mum said I was picking mushrooms and and and, <laughs> and uh, being proud of myself but, uh yeah rugby league at, at portland was uh was massive, but also was uh, basketball, and Pero Cameron was in my league team when uh, when I was back then, so yeah yeah uh, nice ties yeah, but yeah rheumatic fever I, I contracted that when I was nine and and spent several months in hospital, so yeah it was a it was a big thing for me to overcome, and i guess it it shaped um a lot of. Uh, the, the sort of goal setting and um, yeah, yeah, seeking to, to be a little bit uh, you know, better than, than I was um, throughout my footy career.
0: Well, after you recovered, you moved to Auckland as a teenager and played at Point Chev alongside your mate, Stacey Jones. Now, how did that come about? Yeah, Yeah,
1: the um, the first ever rugby league development programme that uh, they put together uh, was in Auckland and and I sort of made the the North Island under-13s team and they offered me an opportunity to be involved with it if I moved from Whangaday to to Auckland. So I I packed my bags at 13 and and moved down to stay with my auntie and uncle and and to uh, join that new development programme that they put together.
2: And you're still pretty close with Stacey?
1: Yeah, yeah, look, we, were, we were best men at each other's weddings, um, so, so, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty played. close. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> played, played footy at Point shift um, for, for several years together and then obviously many years at the Warriors. As a
2: 17-year-old, you also toured Australia with um, an Auckland development team and ended up being signed uh, by the Manly Sea Eagles. There, um, you were a teammate of Matthew Ridge, Reggie, and there's an interesting story about his and your signing with the Super League.
1: Yeah, yeah, so um, Super League was happening um, around sort of 95, and um, I remember getting a ride home from, from training one day with Reggie and asked him about Super League and, and what it was, and, and he said, oh, because um, he'd defected him and Ian Roberts at the time with Super League, uh, Manly was an ARL side, so that was that was the existing comp, and the breakaway league was Super League, and I asked him about it, and he said, oh, actually, they, they, they want to have a chat to you, do you want to come in, so I I was like, yeah, why not? Um, at that stage, I don't know, I'd been getting paid 15 grand um, at Manly to play reserve grade and went in and, and they sort of sat down and said, okay, here we go, this is this is the vision we have, um, we'll give you 30 grand a year, and I was like, wow, okay, so I was thinking, oh, yeah, that's awesome, and they said, oh, that's a signing fee, and then we'll give you 100 and something thousand each year and, and stuff, I was like, oh, why not? <laughs> Jackpot. <laughs> that sounds too good to be true, yeah, yeah, so... Um, one of the one of the conditions was that I'd, I'd signed to play for a New Zealand side, so that they hadn't signed the Warriors back then, um, and it just turned out that they did. Um, so I, I made my way back home.
0: Right. Okay. Well, speaking of that, you ended up at the Warriors and played 170 games, but the start of your uh, career there wasn't so flash because you had a lot of injuries.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the first five years um, I was at, the, at the Warriors, I. I I worked out the the math. I'd spent more time under under general anaesthetic than I did on the footy field. (laughs) Um, We we had unlimited interchange back then, and I'd I'd spent uh, about between 50 to 60 hours um, in surgery just with with numerous... yeah, broken bones and 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 joints that that uh, weren't working as they should do. Um, so that was a big challenge for me to overcome. And then the last six years, I, I sort of got on a, a really good run of, of playing most games. Yeah. Once you got through those
2: injuries, Arwen, what was the most memorable of your of those games during your time at the Warriors? Oh, uh, this
1: there's, this there's, this. There's, There's plenty, but one that really stands out was the the game we played against the Sharks to get into the 2002 Grand Final. Um, So we were underdogs going into that game. Um, I I remember um, Eric Watson. Um, gave any, you know, free tickets to anyone that had a New Zealand passport. So it was it was a massive, massive um, occasion for yeah. us, and, and we managed to get the win. So we probably celebrated one week too early. Um, I, I know that our goal that year was to make the grand final. We'd spoken about that um, all the time, and I just wish we'd, we'd changed our goal to win the grand final because it, it really did feel like we'd accomplished what we set out to do. And it was one game short.
0: Let's look at some of your teammates and uh, the most memorable of those who enjoy playing with the most. More than one, if you want.
1: Yeah, look, uh, obviously, um, Stacey is, is always up there um, due to our relationship. Um, Ali Laltidi was just a, a, an amazing talent and a freak. Um, Campo and Ruben, just just tough men. Um, and and I, I knew that when you're out on the field with them, um, they always had your back. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's a whole host of other players that um, that I could name and, and um, yeah, it was some really, really good times.
2: Can we hit you with some quick fire just on your teammates, Arwen? Who was the fittest?
1: Uh, That'll be Aaron Whittaker. Oh, yeah, Cantabrian yeah. yeah. boy. I'll yes. say.
0: Yeah, good man. Uh, what, what about who was the fastest? Um, at
1: the Warriors, Leoden Ryan, but uh, I was over at uh, Castleford played over there for a few years, and, and we recruited um, Dwayne Chambers, who was an Olympian uh, 100-meter runner. He <laughs> ran uh, 9.97 seconds.
2: Far out. Uh, he
1: didn't get on the field, but he was at training, and, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he looked fast, and he was fast.
2: Yeah, that is quick. Uh, who was the funniest?
1: Uh, Nathan Woods, Natty Woods. He's just
0: a character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, the most mischievous... Uh, definitely Clinton Torpy.
2: <laughs> Toops. Yeah.
1: And who was
0: yeah, the worst to room with?
1: Oh, I'd have to say Richard Villasanti. Villa the Gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Never wanted to draw his name.
0: That's now, right. hey, just a quick one. Uh, you retired from League in 20, uh, 2008. What did you do from there?
1: Uh, so uh, I moved or transitioned straight into sort of television, worked at Sky TV and, and did commentary and, and things like that. Um, Coach Ponchev, which is one of Stacey's old league team, we, we helped them sort of get promoted up the ranks, and and now are the, the number one side in Auckland, which is which is pretty cool. And then um, I, I wanted to be an architect at school, and and sort of um, did developments and renovations, as well as playing footy. Had a couple of companies sort of surrounding um, property, and and then um, set up a company doing fire protection. So uh, own a company, pacify in New Zealand.
0: Mm. Oh, good stuff. All right, look, we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back with some quick. fire. Questions. Um, we're talking to former Warrior and Warrior ambassador. We'll talk about that briefly shortly too, Arwen Gutenbeel. This is News Talk ZB. Our guest on Six and a Song this afternoon is Arwen Gutenbeel. He's just been appointed as a, an ambassador for the Warriors rugby league team. What does that mean?
1: I guess it's um, giving support where we can. that, that 's not necessarily around um, the footy department, but um, where we can add value. Um, and and also, I see it as, as a connection to to the past players. Um, so so yeah, we're really humbled to be in that role and. and Um, Yeah, they call on us when when
0: they kind of need us Right, okay Well they might need you on Sunday Because the Warriors are playing uh, the Melbourne Storm in Christchurch Sunday afternoon And the weather's going to be fine So uh, uh, obviously you'll be supporting them then And uh,
2: yeah, Arwen, the big question is Is this our year?
1: At this stage of the season, it's always our always our year. Too right, too right. Keep the faith.
0: All right, we've got some we've got some quick fire questions, and then we'll get to your song. Um, Firstly, what three words would best describe you?
1: Oh, I'd say caring, um, determined, and um, brave. Yeah, nice,
2: good. What What advice would you give to your fifteen year old self?
1: Uh chase what scares you, everything's gonna be okay.
0: Oh that's good. Mm, okay. I like that. Uh have you ever been in awe of somebody apart from your father in law?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh look growing up it was it was probably Michael Jordan. Uh, the most yeah. nervous I've been meeting people, um that was Mike Tyson and then the Queen at Buckingham Palace. What? Oh wow.
2: And when when was that? Yeah. Uh
1: we, we uh, oh, would have been two thousand and seven. We got invited there. We did a hacker there. It was, it was pretty awesome. It was, it was amazing. Overawed, but uh, great. Did she oh, go
2: man. down the line and sort of say hello to each of you?
1: Um, yeah, she did. She come around and, and um, yeah, they, they sort of give you a briefing on what what's happening, and, and the corgis come running in. So you're not going <laughs> to ask her a question. You've got you can't look at her, and all this sort of stuff. And and, and the boys in the team were actually going up and get all, getting all these cups of tea. And I was like, what's going on? I know these guys don't drink hot drink, but every time they got one, they they put a, a royal teaspoon in their pocket. So they, they had their pockets full. I've gone up to get one, and the corgis come running in, so I missed out. And then we, we were the first ever um, group of people to, to be able to do the haka in the in the Buckingham Palace, That's and it was the most awkward haka because all the boys had got their elbows on their pockets to try and hold the teaspoons <laughs> and the jangling. jangling. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. And at the, at the end of the haka, one of them, of course, Clinton Torpy, the mischievous one, forgets we no longer do the haka jump. He does the jump, and of course the teaspoons fall out of the ground. It's this amazing marble sort of floor, so this ting, ting, ting happens, and the queen looks straight at him, and he goes, what? You stole our land. <laughs> and what a great cool story, story, bro! Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh,
0: what? What? Where in the world would you most like to live outside of New Zealand?
1: Um, I like the sun, and, and uh, family loves Bali, so, so I'd probably say Bali.
0: Yeah, nice. Uh,
2: what's your biggest fear, Arwen?
1: Um, biggest fear? yeah, This is an interesting. One, it's probably um, not living up to my potential, or not being the best version I could be.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, here's an unusual one. Would you rather ride a bike, ride a horse, or drive a car?
2: Oh definitely a car. No. Yeah, yeah, me too. You'd have a yeah. nice car, wouldn't you? Not Arwen? Easy. Like
1: like your uh, pop here? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we don't mind cars. <laughs> yeah, we like cars. <laughs> yeah, too right. Yeah. Uh, and last
2: one, Arwen, if you could have dinner with any one person still alive, who would that be?
1: I would say uh, Doctor Dre. Oh, oh, yeah, nice. great. great Andre. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nice stuff. All right, well, thanks for your time this afternoon. Our guest on Six in a Song, Arwen Guttenbiel. Uh Now it's time for you to tell us what song you want us to play or what song you really want.
1: Yeah, look, I think it's appropriate. Uh, my daughter's in a band, The Dawns, and uh, there's a song that was written about uh, your ex-wife, James, and her grandmother that she never got to meet, a girl named Sue.
0: Nice. Well, here we go. All the best to you and the Farno and uh, thank you for your time today.
1: No worries. Go the Warriors. Go the Warriors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Arwen Guttenbill here at NewsTalk ZB here's his song. <laughs>